0: Now back to the Green Architects Lounge. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Green Architects Lounge podcast. Are we I'm... back already, Chris? We're back. Welcome back, Phil. Thank you. It's good to be back. <laughs> uh, we're talking about pretty good house concept right. slash book slash uh, uh, guidelines, slash uh, whatever Frankenstein monster that has that has. Uh, been given life somehow by the internet and is now rambling around, uh, causing trouble, bumping into things. And <laughs> it's it, a beautiful monster, Chris. It, it just, is. Well, yeah. You know, it's geez. it's one of those things we got to rein in, or else uh, everyone's gonna grab their uh, pitchforks and torches, or or they're gonna do something else. Well, can I tell you um, something that
1: I've been processing since we've done our first part? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the pretty good house. I, I just recently finished up um, an interview with some potential clients. Yeah, I'll end up they they didn't end up hiring me. Uh, essentially, they they had seen my name and heard what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in the middle of the process of designing a house. They had done some sketches. Yeah, they wanted to build in a subdivision, um, which means they basically have to use a certain builder, and the builder's got a draftsperson. person. I see. I
0: said, oh, "Why, don't, okay. you bring, why yeah. don't you bring? Why don't
1: you bring?" Your sketches in. So they did. They sketched up their thoughts of the house. They brought it to the drafts person. They drafted it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and made what? it into a real
1: house. Turned their sketches right mm-hmm.
0: into... Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
1: And then started... When they asked well, is this a good house? The, the drafts person said, well, this isn't my house. This is your house. Well, what do you suggest? Well, um, I suggest that I will do whatever you want to do. You need to sign something that says this is your house and your design and not mine. And they got really kind of... You know, nervous? Yeah. I don't why? Why do we get nervous? Heck yeah! So, um, so they gave me a call. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I looked at the house. I met with some really nice folks. hmm Expensive house. Big yeah. house. Shockingly expensive. Like, like? well, it, well, it was like two hundred dollars a square foot, right? Okay. So it, not that expensive in cost per square foot, but it was a four thousand square foot house, big house.
0: Oh, so this is an eight
1: hundred thousand dollar house. Oh yeah. And I'm looking at this house, and I'm saying, all right, this is not only is it two by six walls with fiberglass. Oh man. Yep. Yeah, but it was so incredibly inefficient. I mean, I'm looking at eight foot hallways, eight foot floors that they just couldn't oh. resolve, and and oh, and you're like, I can help you. I can help you. I was like this is a three bedroom house people i can make this
0: same oh, house wow. yeah. even
1: better oh, yeah. for three thousand you know three thousand square feet i can you're shave gonna, off 25 percent of this house yeah you're gonna, shave, you're gonna save them 100
0: grand 200 grand you're gonna save them
1: and you know and and what's my fee certainly not that you know not even half of that no. but um so i punched the numbers like just by hiring me i'm telling you that i could give you much much better house than this quality wise and more efficient yeah and I talked all about energy efficiency and a solar heat and solar gain and thermal bridging and and really that this house is going to be obsolete in
0: in Instant. ten years if Instant. not five yeah right? I mean the second is
1: so they I came out pumped and inspired and yeah. and um, they ultimately decided they were just going to stay the course it was just too much and too I really wished and- I had the ammo If I was smart then and just said to them in the eye Chris that you have eight hundred thousand dollars you're spending on a house that is not a good house if you could just get a pretty good house nice it would, it would make all the difference if this is just a this is not a pretty good house Wow see if I just use those words I really honestly believe it would have made a difference
0: that's an awesome story Phil
1: yeah yeah and it just you know, you come out of those things just so jazz, so public, I've made a difference. I'm yeah, going to help I'm these gonna people. I'm going to help them. And, and you don't think about getting the job or making the money. You really just think uh, I've done the right thing. I've just fixed this before it was another just disaster. A but they didn't. But they lives. didn't go with they, they didn't go that way. So yeah. if if there was a book they could read, man.
0: It would be this. It would. It
1: would be, it would be that pretty doesn't good. Doesn't exist house yet. <laughs> and it just needs. There's just something that needs to be out there. Yeah. There's so many people. I don't know about you, Chris, but there's so many people you referenced it before. Um, the not so big house who yeah. read it. That's on the top of their list. We read
0: this and we want this. Yeah. Kind of how house. many? How many clients have come in with that tucked under their arms? Most. Most. Exactly. Right. And they they kind of gotten some inspirado. They've their thoughts have been organized mm-hmm. and they now know what they want. And that's like the hardest part. Like a lot of this green stuff I'm using air quotes you know is atomized you know it's just like Mm -hmm. it's all put into its own little specific categories it's all over the web it contradicts itself you know often just like you and I do exactly no I don't (laughs) we do not yes we do no we don't no we Um,
1: don't we do pretty well oh yeah um, but, you know, we started defining a pretty good house, and I really think let's, let's keep going with this.
0: Yeah, where did we leave off? We were talking about the envelope, and and, um, and then next, I think, would be on the list is is materials. Because um, your house is being made of something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a pretty good house is going to really favor, you know, local, <laughs> local manufacturing, local mm-hmm. products. I know that that, that becomes a big thing here for you and I, yeah. like, um, uh, you know, I, I know almost instantly what's local and what's not, you mm-hmm. know, like Eastern White Cedar or something like that, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, Eastern White Cedar shingles, that's, to me, that's like one of the greenest uh, materials there are to side your house, when right here, Right. that's maybe not the case in New Mexico, you right. know, and in fact it's not, right. you know, so it's like, there's so many local products and local um, systems that are going to be right, and so um, and and you're helping a local economy. There's bigger concepts at mm-hmm. play there. Mm-hmm. You know, stay all local is good.
1: Right. I'm I'm sort of fascinated by that because you find people who are really into local even more than they are into energy.
0: Mm-hmm. They are. Um, I think it has to do with uh, sometimes their jobs. They realize are. Uh, you know based on the fact that people are buying local you know whether it's a farmers market or Mm -hmm. whether it's um, uh, you know whatever retail uh, you know pick whatever retail Mm -hmm. you know choosing something that's local as opposed to a big box or Mm -hmm. a a store or something Mm -hmm. bigger like that it makes a difference to them so they they immediately equate that to their own regional economy it's Mm -hmm. kind of a nice awakening that we're having as a a country Um, in terms of materials, you know, saving materials, being resource efficient, uh, a pretty good house is going to do that. Um, there's some benefits. Is this t-
1: advanced framing?
0: You talk well. About? Uh, yeah, I think the the advanced framing will probably uh, you know be located in the envelope part of this uh, discussion, but in a way it'll also appear on the materials in terms of saving materials. You know, mm-hmm. and if you can do 24 inches on center, if you can align your your um, joists and rafters and studs, mm-hmm. as opposed to having all you know, you can eliminate the double plate. You can eliminate headers altogether. Mm-hmm. It's Efficient framing. You can you know see that sort of thing and and. You know to have a builder who's like a vision framing whats that that's embarrassing you know yeah i mean at this point this stage it is and and the thing that kills me is that
1: if the builders were just able to think about it they could probably charge the same and pay less for their
0: own materials that's exactly right (laughs) that's exactly right i mean what it comes down to is there's head scratching involved it'd be it'd be easier just to strap on the belt go out there and just slap it together Mm -hmm. but if you strap on the belt and go wait a second this is the wall? This is the you know, whatever. Wouldn't it be cool if the drawings someone actually you know drew, yeah, planned them out? That's yeah. great too, but mm-hmm. that costs money. Someone's got to think it through, so you're either going to pay the builder, you're going to pay the architect, someone's going to design your house, you know, or not. And well, that's thinking, be bad. thinking
1: is only expensive the first time,
0: that's right. And it's and the more times you have to do it on the same topic, it's exponentially, yeah, more expensive. That's right. So, so you know, that efficient framing goes towards waste reduction as well Mm -hmm. you know so let's let's not fill our landfills with construction waste for god's sakes i mean we can manage this stuff i mean it can be done and and, you know the builders were we're used to fill i mean they they do it they just they just manage their waste they're Mm -hmm. they're they're uh you know trying not to fill landfills and recycling things and but you go to any other job site you know and it's not that there's a dumpster and Everything gets tossed in it, and that goes to a landfill, or you know, builders take it home and burn it. You know, <laughs> Right. <laughs> which happens. On that uh, note, you know, toxins are also going to be um, topic that you know, pretty good house is actually going to give a crap about what goes in your house. Well, I mean,
1: especially if you're talking about the airtightness levels. Exactly, we've been talking
0: about right, and we've we've mentioned that before on podcast. The tighter house gets, the more important it is to actually understand what you're bringing into your house you bring carpet in i mean pretty good house is gonna be kind of anti-carpet like you and i are mm-hmm. i mean just you know a stat i always like to throw out there's you know the average carpet when it's thrown out is three times heavier than when it was brought in Ooh, really yes that's disgusting It is disgusting <laughs> uh, you think about the the colonies of dust mites and just the filth that you live with but you don't realize it because it's buried under the carpet it's oh. just under the carpet who cares you don't see oh. it you just snuggle up in the carpet and yeah i i am just that's I awesome have, yeah i, I love kids. that stat i know i do too i've got kids with allergies and i just houses that don't have car i, I mean I understand there's a pl- time and place with carpet and you know whatever but but I'm anti carpet and but but also there's a VOC component to it mm-hmm. you know that new carpet smell and mm, yep. that's not good for you yep. so um, along with most building smells um, are not good for you which <laughs> is sad because I like most of them but but that's but like things like formaldehyde I mean uh, in the past five years we've seen a huge revolution I think in I mean I can get cabinetry That that is uh, you know non it's UFF free is no added urea formaldehyde uh, to it and and it's an easier thing to do than it used to be and um, so um, there'll be a whole discussion about you know there's formaldehyde there's um, VOCs and paint and carpet and Mm -hmm. um, even joint compound has it but Mm -hmm. uh, you know that's UFF
1: Chris tell me about is that like a Star Trek thing
0: no yeah. <laughs> I belong to the UFF, and you will be <laughs> assimilated. No uh, urea, formaldehyde, right. free. Right. Yeah. You'll see that uh, often on. Um, uh, it's like the slangness. It's a thing now. Yeah. So it it it's wonderful that it is. Likewise, you know, we haven't seen this catch on very much, but embodied energy. We talk about mm-hmm. that uh, in terms of um, a lot of times. It's transport. Uh, you know, your your mahogany is beautiful, but it. You know, had to comes from far away. Comes from far away, and you know, but that, but there's a balance there. Right, uh, I, mean, it, I find that one tends
1: to be a little more ephemeral. It's hard to really. Yeah, that one's that one's, it, No be, one's writing that metric
0: down. Right. Let's say aluminum. Mm-hmm. Phil, aluminum is like probably the highest embodied energy material that we have. At our disposable. if it's cladding a window, I give it a pass mm-hmm. because it's this very thin piece that is mm-hmm. there for you know a century to mm-hmm. resist the weather. But when you're using it in railing systems and th- I'm thinking bigger buildings now, but you know like um, it's extremely high in embodied energy, mm-hmm. and so it tends to fall in the evil category, and you need to minimize that. Much like PVC, which is toxic, toxic mm-hmm. to make, dispose of, and difficult to recycle. Aluminum, which is very easy to recycle, mm-hmm. though, is extremely resource-consuming mm-hmm. uh, and energy-consuming to produce. Mm-hmm. So, try to not use aluminum, people. Um, uh, same way with like fiber cement is high body energy. Do you know that? It's a lot of people sort of yeah, because there's so many
1: other advantages to it. So exactly.
0: So it's a balance. All these
1: funny trade-offs. You know? Yeah. Same way with copper. copper copper yeah the copper lasts forever right? sure
0: does so yeah lead yeah mm-hmm. no don't use lead don't use lead anymore but i i honestly saw a green brochure about lead roofing and mm-hmm. i'm like what <laughs> let's let our kids uh lick the lead roofing and you know ha ah, no no let's not <laughs> um but uh what are your kids doing on the roof in the first place <laughs> i don't know kids get down get down again <laughs> uh i'll get your frisbee no um and then, then uh, along with materials, we're talking about life cycle analysis. Mm-hmm. If you can, uh, a pretty good house is going to consider the end life of the building. What's the end game, Phil? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but everything's finite, and it's mm-hmm. okay. It's good mm-hmm. that things are finite. Um, I feel better, you know, that knowing that things aren't infinite. You know, it's, it's, everything has an end, and, mm-hmm. and that so that makes it okay. Cause so is it, it, yeah. So your building one day mm-hmm. uh, will fail, and and how will it fail, and where is it all going to go? This is sort of the cradle to cradle mentality, Chris. Exactly. I mean, there are some things that, you know, you and this is something you're going to consider in your pretty good house. You're not going to there's n- and it's going to be nebulous and really hard to monitor. You know, it's just like one of those things you need to be educated about and know that it's it's a metric in your decision making. You know, t- I, I think of a, an American window versus a European window, mm-hmm. like. Uh, you know, like a European window with one tool, you can instantly turn instantly you can turn that thing into a pile of aluminum, wood, and glass and those things can be disposed of where they need to go. And mm. gaskets and tapes and plastics. Mm-hmm. You take an Anderson or a Marvin window, blah right. that goes in the dumpster because you're not taking anything There's apart. No, way. No, no. You can maybe remove the glass. Mm-hmm. Um in fact you can. You can remove the glass. Mm-hmm. But you know that PVCs adhere to that wood, which is adhered to all the components. Right, right. so they they just want to make sure it doesn't leak. Right. They're not thinking about the end game. They're not thinking about the end game. So everything has an end game. All right. Let's move on the to materials, me- me- mechanicals. All
1: right. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. So how are the mechanicals different in the pretty good house? Well,
0: well, that's they're not different. they No. Okay. It's just, it's just like, what are we considering, Phil? Mm-hmm. So, we're going to consider, um, you know, of course. Um, do we
1: say, do we go out, uh, do you go um, out on a limb and say no fossil fuels?
0: No. Okay. No, we don't do that. I mean, because that, I mean, that's, uh, you, I mean, you'll go out there and say, you know, fossil fuels, you're going to consider, you know, the, the impact, the greater impact of, the, of your choice. But I don't think it's going to go that far. There's
1: no it. mandates.
0: There's no mandate. There is no yeah. mandates. That's, that's the beauty of this thing. It's yeah. like, here's, here's all the information Here's all the education that you need to consider things and weigh, you know, the deci- and the decision's yours. So, these are the guiding principles. I like this. No shaming. There's no shaming. There's educating. And then you decide. And then we'll judge you later. No. But
1: yeah. That sounds... <laughs> but, but primary... Very democratic. Not very snooty. Not too sounds snooty. Sounds like a builder came up with it, not an architect.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, a lot of this is, it's a room full of architects, builders. Energy dudes, insulators. That's right. Um, and window salesmen and s- material salesmen. It's like, um, right. and, you know, people who've been plugged into this stuff forever. So it's like, and they're all passionate about it and they're all aiming towards the same thing with, you know, but not the exact same thing. So that's the squishiness. That, yeah, the,
1: the beautiful composite spirit of, of people who are passionate about, in general, the, the same direction.
0: Right. So, the primary thing with mechanicals, of course, is comfort, right? First, you need to deliver comfort to your house. And there's going to be some discussion about that. And and most people understand that. But there's efficiencies of comfort, you know. And that has to do with how you orient your building. You know, putting a point source heat... You know, uh, in a super tight, super insulated building, you better be smart about that point source heat. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to be you're going to blast one room, and everyone can't stand to be in there while everyone in the bedroom freezes. So that's right. And somebody's
1: going to wear jackets right. to bed at night and take great pride in the fact that they've only got one heater in the entire oh, house. Oh man,
0: and we and we talked right. about that the comfort of the American versus the comfort of let's say the German. Mm-hmm. You know, their range is much greater than ours.
1: Yeah, but they're they're. Blood is a different temperature, I understand. Yeah, that's completely different. It's, <laughs> it's green. No. Uh, it's 92.6, I believe. That's right.
0: Yeah. It's colder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, with mechanicals, it's performance. You know, we'll talk about the performance and efficiencies and the, and the many different options. And we've had, you know, the podcast on that whole subject. Um, and then, of course, um, we're gonna need some help. We're gonna need people. You know, there's different climates, so there's there's a whole there's gonna be a whole chapter on air conditioning, which you know I'm oblivious to. What's that? I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean air conditioning? No, um, dehumidifying. You mean no? No, actually cooling. Right. No. Um, and then likewise, we'll we'll get into um, renewables, Phil. That's mm-hmm. gonna be a whole big, uh, massive. Uh, you know, lots of things to talk about in terms of the many different um, types of renewables and whether or not you do them and how efficiently they go on and, and the metrics involved and, and so a pretty good house is going to consider using renewables or being prepared to use renewables in the future. Plumbing, you know, the you know water efficiency, that's really important for some climates, um, you know, Denver for example, you know, uh, out west, you know, mm-hmm. having re- you know, water efficient fixtures, that is a big deal out here, you know. We, you know, especially if you have a house where there's a well and a septic system on your own site, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Well, you know, who cares whether I'm saving one gallon or two you know you you're more you're more concerned about the amount of energy your pump uses as opposed to the actual water consumption because it's all cyclical right, on right. site. Um, it's just a totally different world. It's a regional thing uh, all right. Are you bored yet? I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep it live. Oh, I'm. Isn't it?
1: I, I'm bored. I, I've got questions. I don't want to go out, out hit, of order hit me with for the
0: questions. No, that's, uh, I, I feel like I'm. What is like, pretty
1: good? How say about renewables?
0: Well, it's gonna. It's gonna talk about how. Well, and we've talked about this. How mm-hmm. you're gonna. You're. We're at sort of this point mm-hmm. in time where uh, renewables is, are becoming affordable, and by affordable, I mean you know like compared to fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. They're starting to make sense as you know from a financial standpoint as opposed right. to just a Let's do good for the environment particularly standpoint.
1: in different parts of the country like in exactly. Connecticut and New York where you're paying You know 19 20 cents a kilowatt hour
0: Mm-hmm, you know here. We're paying 15 and right
1: you know, or like parts of the south. They're paying 11 for residential mm-hmm. 10 Wyoming even.
0: six if I remember right from right our little Canada Charlotte. around around that yeah, so Um, but the bigger overarching thing is you need to know that they're out there and that they can be beneficial now and they can be beneficial in the short term and they're definitely beneficial in the long term and even if you don't do it now you ought to plan for it you know Mm -hmm. Well, I'm on the subject of Well, I'm moving towards electrical stuff Um, yes start putting a 220 volt outlet in every garage Phil Ah. that you do okay Charge your car. Charge your car. We don't do that, Chris. Do it, Phil. My God. Damn I've got, it, man. I've got an electric car and man, wouldn't it have been great if some some dude had just- Why do we do that? I don't know. Because we're all we'll gonna do start.
1: that when we think about it when it's been we're gonna start doing that. Five years
0: five years ago. Thank be, you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad I can help. I wish my I wish whoever designed my house put that in. Because I gotta
1: we're always running a conduit to the roof for renewables.
0: Exactly. It's that exact same thing. You're running conduit to the roof. You're getting ready for renewables because it's easy to do while you're building the house. Um, and then you're, you're running a 240-volt outlet to the garage for mm-hmm. car charging. Um, That's good. What else is on the list? Well, in the electrical, you're, you're doing uh, energy-efficient fixtures. Of course, LEDs are sweeping the, you know, are new and out there and hitting the residential market now um, or compact fluorescence. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to um, a lot of this all, of course is is owner and occupant behavior I'll get to that later though but you know th- you want to be aware of things like phantom loads and appliances and energy star and all that jazz mm-hmm.
1: but how do we uh, you know is, is there a, a, how do we make sure these houses are performing the right way is ah, that a big part it, of it
0: it is yeah a pretty good house is going to have some measure for verification okay. now whether that's you're doing energy star and you're doing the inspections mm-hmm or, um, or you know, in a final you know, certification at the end, mm-hmm. or maybe you're going so far as to doing home energy monitoring. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get more of that into, our, into our, my houses. I'm having a hard time convincing clients to do that. Um, it's surprisingly tricky, isn't it? It is, and, and I almost want to start doing the, the, what Michael Chandler does, where he just does it, mm-hmm. and then you know, he's doing it for himself. Mm-hmm. He's, he's monitoring his own projects. And then when he shows his clients how awesome it is that, he, you know, how he's able to monitor their house and they're like, oh my gosh, you're awesome, you know, you know what my house is consuming and, and all that jazz and then he can just say, well, do you want me to leave it hooked up or you want me to just take it with me, you know, yeah, after a year. And they almost always say, yeah, I'll leave it, you know, I'll pay for it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I, I may have just put some words in his mouth, but I think I remember him saying that. Well, it's um, pretty
1: great, you know, it's funny, is it? you know, from our perspective, an architect, you, we definitely don't want to be the kind of architect that just design it and walk away. Right. Um, but it's really, it's it's a tricky thing to be there and and to follow up um, and to do it on a regular basis. And you know, for for us, I think it feels a little different. The builders are already spending money on materials that go in the house. Yeah. We just do service. We're the service guys. We don't right. do the stuff.
0: Right. And so, I- may,
1: is it time for us to? buy some stuff to kind of put
0: our money where our mouth is. I don't know say, I, we've we've work? we've talked about that and and it's it's one of those things where we're still in the phase where we're trying to convince clients to do it where we think where we think it's in their best you know our clients who are energy conscious and want to know mm-hmm. and but I think the biggest the, the hiccup that we have is they say well we'll just we'll see what our energy bills are and yeah, but that's a little different, you know. That's mm-hmm. you don't pinpoint what goes wrong when you do that. You don't know how it's wrong. You can, you know, there might be timers that are off. There might be, um, you know, times during, you know, certain points of the year, or certain days, you know, certain mm-hmm. points of the day where you know things are spiking or things are wrong or things are dropping. And there's, and there's another component of monitoring like, um, uh, uh, like Paul Eldrenkamp has done you know you put you put little monitors in the sheath you know right the within the walls
1: wall, so you just leave
0: them there and right. the moisture uh, monitors so mm-hmm. you know if you have a condensation problem mm-hmm. you, or if there's a, a yeah. failure in the exterior envelope and, and, and there's, there's the moisture level just goes up or 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 it's fine and if it's fine you're, you're pretty much done until something goes wrong there and you have a monitor that's going to tell you yeah. that's fantastic you know so and it's all wireless now. You know, it's in the wall, and it's done. It'll be there for, you know, a decade or so, giving you data. And- Until we find out the wavelengths
1: are giving us cancer. Then-, <laughs> then we get to go in and remove those. Right. And that's, that's item
0: <laughs> number 11, is cancer prevention. No. No. But, but so, you know, having verification in, in terms of either audits or inspections or monitoring or even, even programs that, that make you do it. And then, then the... And I'm getting, I'm getting to the end here, Phil. I think I'm wrapping up with topics. I know there's been a lot, but
1: I mean, this is, this is all really wonderful. How, how, how do you do with the cost thing? We just finished doing a, a um, I mean maybe taking you off track. I'm not sure. Well, no, I actually, I um, think that's a, that's a good, you know, we talked about affordable green. Yeah. But where, where do pretty good houses sit in the realm of affordability?
0: Ah, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, a lot of that. I mean, it's sort of like every one of these measures, like when we talked about the design, you know, being efficient in shape and size and all that, it's, it's sort of like akin to that. And same, same with uh, uh, being smart about your mechanicals and cost offsets and whatnot. But there's really nothing, I think, in the, you know, that could change, you know. But yeah. I don't think there's anything in there that says, you, you know, there's a certain price per square foot you'd aim for mm-hmm. that a pretty good house aims for. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting, Phil. I mean, there might be between now and then, and especially since you brought it up. Yeah, so. maybe. I mean, you know, um, we're
1: talking about responsible design across the board. I'm not quite sure what that means. Right. Like I mean, it, I, I, I think without a doubt we're talking higher quality. These are more Yeah, this is a higher quality homes. house. They're more comfortable homes. They're higher quality homes.
0: But are, are they $800 a square foot? No. But I mean... But I mean, but if someone wants to, you know, have gold-plated, you know, hardware and yeah, you know, if they want it, like your house, yeah. (laughs) My wife is listening to this. What? (laughs) Uh, um, No, but if they decide they want to heat their garage for their Bentley, you know, or they want to, you know, have their, uh, you know, three-story atrium for their uh, pool that is, you know, what, you know, right? Does a pretty good house have an indoor pool? Probably not, but, you know, I don't think that's going to be in the guidelines or anything like that, you know, so. Right. You know, into a yeah. bowling alley, that's a different story. <laughs> uh,
1: <I don't> know. <laughs> um, you know, there's just, there's just this beautiful elegance to, to it and, you know, this sort of lack of shaming right. to it. But just read and get smart and you'll, you'll want to do the right thing. You really, you really will because it's what's going to make
0: yeah, I think a you better are...
1: investment and a better place for your family.
0: I think the only guidelines are really going to be on the return on your investment, you know, and I think it's going to be so sort of like item oh, per okay. item. Ah. so it's not. Oh, like, that's
1: really interesting. Well, really? yeah,
0: yeah. I don't. Th- I, I think you could go ahead and blow the budget on your materials and stuff that you know your imported, you know, um, uh, marble from you know Turkey that you know your, you sent your cousin over to pick out. Personally, um, so you get just <laughs> the right ribboning and the yeah. I mean, I mean that would you know fall under other categories of you know resource efficiency and blah blah blah. So I think there is a return on investment part that it's going that's gonna be talked about in terms of mechanicals and that sort of thing. But I don't I don't think there's gonna be an overarching budget kind of a discussion because I think in time is gonna change uh, those numbers anyway so yeah. market. Um the, right. the only other big thing I think yep. and, and this is one that we banted about a lot is how do you how do you control the occupant because if there's one if there's one cog in the wheel that can spring out and ruin everything is is an owner or an occupant who decides who's just crazy and decides yeah. I'm going to crank the heat and I'm going to open up the windows because I like fresh air
1: well, I was um, gonna suggest electric shock. Yeah. Right, but then <laughs> well, you know that would be a put a strain yeah. on your renewables.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess it would. Yeah, right. Is there a more energy efficient way, or a more? Uh, <laughs> can we hit them on the head with a hammer? Right, club,
1: yeah. the, the old school. <laughs> right,
0: right. Um, but I think it. I think it all comes down to like you know a pretty good house's owner is going to be aware of certain things and certain behaviors and i think they're going to have you know i think a, a pretty good house is going to have a good owner and operation manual it may be a good way to transfer that education on how you know there are so many how many homeowners out there um don't know how to change their air filters for their furnaces um or they do but they don't you know you know that's like the classic you know air filter and same with ervs i mean we have we have clients that we've talked to you know a couple of years after their project and say hey have you changed your erv filter oh yeah oh, yeah no yeah we did once you know it's like well mm-hmm. you know we talked about that you know back and when we did you know way back and mm-hmm. but it's one of those things you know it's like um owner education you gotta make that part of your right
1: you know how we say that you know there's no such thing as net zero homes only net zero clients yes zero owners is it fair to say that you can't have a pretty good home pretty good house without a pretty good homeowner
0: yeah yeah and i think the pretty good then that's the key is we need to make some pretty good homeowners and i think then they they in turn will make pretty good builders because they're going to be asking for it because right now it's like it's all supply and demand the supply is out there mm-hmm. and people you know, builders build what sells and people buy what is offered That's and right. the people who come to us are the ones who are, who don't want any of that and they want something different and it's time that everyone starts asking for that something different that something special
1: well done chris i'm right. inspired oh me too all right so i got a hot zig yeah hit me you hear this yes uh-huh. And this is something that I had I thought about ever since the pretty good house concept came on.
0: Yeah. The pretty
1: good guild.
0: Pretty good guild. Oh, the pretty good guild. Guild. Builders
1: and architects guild. They sign your name to the guild to commit to only doing pretty good houses. This is what I do. Hmm. So people can come and find the people who are doing the right thing. Wow. You you make a commitment. It's the same thing. Do you? Do you submit to anybody can you be deceiving somebody if you wanted to yeah you could could. so maybe there's some metric but uh
0: i'm not sure but Um, i don't think so i think i think it's like no i like that idea phil because then because then like if you're a builder who's who's like read this book or subscribed to this theory and just say yeah i know all that stuff i love that stuff that's what i want to do i want to do that stuff it's a great way for them to say i want to do that stuff and then that that homeowners, like, I want to build that like that, and then they'll connect them, do a little matchmaking.
1: Well, guess what? You know, I think if you're a builder and you sign up your name, you're going to need to talk intelligently about it to these clients. Just right. To, even if you're just pretending to do it, but guess what? Once you read it, once yeah. you understand this stuff, yeah. you're going to be sucked in. You're going to realize it's the way of the future. Yeah, so, that's exactly right. So I just don't... I think the, the gaming of this will be limited. I think yeah. the people will... The builders and the vendors will, will seek this information out and want to sign on a lot easier than saying, all right, I'm going to take a lead certification exam to prove to somebody. I right. think this is a softer way, and it can come from certain, you know, these heart-based beliefs of we're, we're going to change the world, we're going to do it the right way versus we're going to try to make money and earn badges.
0: Totally. Yeah, this is aimed at, at the status quo, at a large market. This all is right. aimed for it. Pretty good guild. Let's work on that one next. All right. I like it, Phil all right dude um want to hear some music i do i think i'm done talking i'm ready to to listen to give me something give me something upbeat dude oh you know nico case i love nico case. i love nico case i have never met anybody
1: who of a- anyone who likes any genre of music say you know i don't really like nico yeah, she's case. annoying no one yeah no you're one, right yeah no one just like because you, many ages too yeah that's right young old yeah she's uh, whatever you and i are she's got this thing she's i think she's spectacularly talented yeah um, great voice she's yeah great, great voice. voice she was in the new pornographers a canadian band for many years yeah and kind of got her start there and and she's really made her own way in the world she's got an, an album that um, when this comes out it's a relatively new album it is called you ready for this the worse things get the harder i fight the harder i fight the more i love you Fantastic! I love it. God bless her. That's very Fiona Apple of her.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes it is. Yeah.
1: The new out the song we're gonna play is called "Man." Man. And man, was that a fun episode, Chris? Thank you for uh, for uh, extrapolating on Pretty Good House and defining uh, the undefinable.
0: Hey, thank you for uh, listening to me drone on and and delicious cocktails. Cheers. Rock out, Nico. Hey, do it again. All right, I'm liking it. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. you